Welcome to the Autism and Neurodiversity Podcast. We're here to bring you helpful information from leading experts and give you effective tools and support. I'm Jason Grigla, a licensed counselor and founder of Techie for Life, a specialized mentoring program for neurodiverse young adults. And I'm Debbie Grigla, a certified life coach. And maybe most importantly, we're also parents to our own atypical young adults. Friends, hello, welcome. Thanks for joining me for this third part in in this three-part mini-series on reducing stress. This is being released in December and there's lots going on this month. Activities and work parties and extra family get-togethers and all the things during that this winter break and I want to help you be able to reduce some of the stress so that this can truly be the wonderful time that, that you're hoping for it to be. If you've ever had your child, your teen or your young adult get really worked up in anticipatory stress or if you've ever gotten yourself kind of worked up around all the things going on and trying to do everything And if you're trying to manage in the stress of it all, okay, this is something that might be a missing piece for you that I want to talk about that I hope you'll find helpful. And this third step is about managing your focus when you're in more stressful times or when there's more being added onto your plate, like during the holidays. When you deliberately choose your focus, you can reduce stress and you can support your child, your teen, or your young adult's stress reduction. And this becomes especially important if they're autistic or neurodivergent and they have a hard time managing that stress. When you deliberately choose your focus, you can actually help to shift that stress frame of, of mind, that, that stress story, if you will, that we have around these kinds of events and times. And when you aren't managing your focus, your negative habitual patterns are just so much more likely to kick in. So we want to manage our focus. And this is a a valuable step in reducing your stress and being able to have a positive experience and also support your child, teen, or your young adult's development around stress and around events and big things when there's more added on their plate. And we can do it in a way that improves our relationship with them and our ability to have a positive influence on them. So one of the things to keep in mind and why this focus is so important is our brains have a built-in negativity bias. And it's important for our brain to have a negativity bias. It keeps us alive. It's, It's out looking for possible dangers that could kill you. It's looking for threats. It's looking for danger. And that, that really is important. It's hard to grow and progress as humans if we're dead, if we're walking towards danger. So our brains have a built-in negativity bias. And we also have this confirmation bias built in where we're going to confirm rewards us for being right. Because if you're wrong about a danger, you die. So our brain has a reward center for being right. So when you combine a negativity bias with our brain's confirmation bias, What we have is a situation where our brain's looking out for negativity, problems, danger, 
And then it's looking to confirm, see, that was a problem or that was a danger. And so what happens is if you're focused on what you don't want to happen. And then you confirm that that's the thing that happened. It's like this unfortunate thing that our brains do in modern times. And it doesn't serve us super great. So if we want to have a different experience than a negative one, if we're wanting a positive experience, we actually want to be able to focus on the positives and we have to actually choose it. We have to actually override that default mode in our brain to be able to look for positives and then confirm, our brain will confirm that that is a positive. We want to have a confirmation bias that works towards the things we want instead of the negative things that we don't want. And what it actually requires is that we create new brain pathways to make that more of our default mode than constantly looking for what's going to go wrong and then it goes wrong. We actually want to create new brain pathways towards looking to make things the way we want them to be and then creating that for ourselves. And so how do we do this? And, and keep in mind that your child, teen or young adult has this also going on in their brain. And if they're autistic or neurodivergent, they might even have even more of that stress negativity bias going on because they have a harder time managing their nervous system. So their nervous system's really looking out for those negatives. And our autistic and our neurodivergents tend to get more negative feedback just in general because they struggle. They're, they're not on the same developmental timelines and people's expectations of them are off. So they tend to get a lot more negative feedback. So it just perpetuates a negative feedback loop for them. So what can we do about this? It's about focusing on what you want to happen. Actually talking about it, thinking about how do you want it to go? And it can even be knowing that things might be challenging or a struggle. Even if my child melts down, how do I want this to go? How do I want to respond? What do I want, what do I want this to look like? If we go to this party or big event, what kind of experience do I want to have? What do I want this to look like? And it can be really helpful to visualize this, to, to actually picture it and think about how you want to feel in the experience and then visualize and feel yourself into the outcome that you want to have. And sometimes it will actually feel weird because you're so used to it being a negative thing. So it's actually creating some brain pathways for what it, what's possible for you. So a way you can do that is just to be thinking, what would I be thinking or feeling if what I wanted came true? And just kind of playing with that imaginatively. This can be a great exercise to do with your child or teen or your young adult to talk about how, what would be a great time at this? What would it be like? What would we be noticing or thinking about or doing? What would it feel like? And then something that just takes this a whole step further is to start to identify now as the person with that outcome. Okay. I am a person that's going to go to this party and I'm going to have a great time no matter what. I just do. I'm going to, I'm just the kind of person that can go to a party and no matter what happens, I can have an amazing time. And I'm just identifying as a person that's having the experience that I want to have. When we start to, to plan that ahead of time, we start to front load our brain to have the kind of experience that we want. And our brain will, will 
come up with ways to help make that true and confirm in ourself that this is who we are and this is the experience that we want to have and that we do, that we're right about that. Wouldn't it be great? Isn't it great to like be right about a positive instead of all the negatives? Our brain likes to be right. Let's give it some positive things to be right about and help make it right for us. And the beautiful thing about doing this sort of thing, shifting our focus, because it's it's so easy as a parent to go in and be anticipating all the problems that we might have the, the, or the things that could go wrong. That when we take the time to think about what we want to go right, we shift that focus, there's actually a lot that does go right. And we don't see it when we're focused on all the problems. So I want you to be able to go into events and things with a focus on what does go right, what it, what could go right, how I can make it great for myself and for my child, teen or young adult. And when we identify that way, when we take ownership for the kind of experience that we create, what you're doing is you're creating a sense of security and positive energy. And what happens is is our children, our teens, and our young adults will often co-regulate to that. If we're thinking negative stuff, they're going to co-regulate and recognize, "Uh uh-oh, mom's stressed. There's something to be stressed about. And now we, they co-regulate to our stress level, right? But if we're focused on positive and like, hey, I can make this a great experience no matter what. We're going to have a good time. We don't have to be attached to what exactly that looks like, but just knowing we're going to have a good time. There's great people. There's good things happening. When we're confident and calm going in, our, our young adults, our children, our teens, they are going to pick up on that and their brain is going to be calmer. And so we're going to actually co-regulate ourselves into a more positive outcome. And as we practice that, you're actually helping them develop the mental resilience and capacity to have more positive experiences. So over the course of this little mini series on stress, I want to just kind of recap and put this all um, together for you. Number one, anytime we're doing different things or have big events or just things being added onto our plate, we've got to manage the demands that we're putting on ourselves and on our children. We've got to decide it's not fair to us or them to keep adding on more. We really need to choose what we want to, to put on our plate and then in, and then what are we going to take off, right? If you pile up your plate full of food at Thanksgiving and there's no more room and you keep putting stuff on and you walk towards the table, things start falling off your plate, whether you chose it or not. It's just inevitable. So let's manage the demands that we're putting on ourselves and our children. And then the second piece in this is managing our emotional batteries, our energy, right? We've got to manage that piece. If we're putting more demands on ourselves, we've got to build in rest and recovery time or our body will do it for us. And it's usually not pretty. So we want, we want to manage that emotional capacity. And then the third piece in all this is manage our focus that I've just talked about. We want to manage what we're focused on 
and our brain's tendency will be to focus on all the negatives and the wrong and oh my gosh everything's so stressful and I've got so much to do and, uh, and the stress starts to go through the roof versus like oh my gosh I'm so loving and so grateful for the opportunity to make memories and have a great experience and spend time with family and connecting and just let go of all the other stuff right? let's make this what we actually want it to be and focus in on what we want to create not what we don't want to create so I hope you find this helpful. I know as I practice these things, my stress level every year just gets better and better. And sometimes I've actually got more on my plate, but I'm able to manage it because I've deliberately chosen what I'm focused on and I'm mindful of the demands I'm putting on myself and how to, to mitigate that, right? To give myself time to recharge and, and I'm putting my focus on what I want it to be. And that's how you reduce your stress in stressful, what, what can be very stressful times. We got to be kind to ourselves in this. And, and I hope you're doing that and keep showing up here and please share this podcast with others. And I, I hope you're getting benefit here and we can continue this conversation on, I'm on Instagram. I love hanging out there. You're welcome to message me and let's have a great experience. We deserve it. Have a great week and I hope you take care of yourself. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Autism and Neurodiversity with Jason and Debbie. If you want to learn more about our work, come visit us at jasondebbie.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-E-B-B-I-E.com. E.com.